Welcome back everybody, this is Eric here with Iraq Veteran 8888. Today we have another gun gripe episode for you, and we're going to be talking about why you need to have an SOP, not only in life, but also in practice with your business, and especially in, in particular the 2A world, it's important to have SOPs. And to elaborate uh, on that with me today, I have Mr. Clay Cheshire with Munitions Law Group, and we're going to be discussing why SOPs are important, what they are, and uh, let's hit on it a bit. So what's an SOP? Why should you have one? All right, an SOP, real simply, right? Everybody knows SOP stands for Standard Operating Procedure, right? right. Um, we all have SOPs in our daily lives. We may not realize that's what they are. But um, whether you're talking about your personal life or whether you're talking about your business life in the firearms world, right, you should have SOPs. Let's use consumers for an, as an example, right? So we do a lot of stuff where we'll represent folks who... Um, carriers who will accidentally go through TSA with a loaded firearm, okay? Um, had that consumer employed some sort of an SOP, they never would have gone through security with the firearm. There would have been something they did, some habit they formed, some procedure they followed that would have ensured that they would never have a firearm when they went through the security at TSA. So that's an example of a personal SOP. With businesses, we do a lot of work advising folks that manufacture, wholesale, retail, export, import firearms. And um, they have record-keeping obligations from multiple different government regulators. And so we always encourage our clients to adopt SOPs that are designed to develop good habits. Good habits mean legal compliance. Good habits mean we're not going to go through TSA with a loaded firearm. Good habits mean we're not going to do things that are going to lead to violations from a regulatory standpoint. We create these things for our clients. We uh, work with clients to implement these things, to train employees on them. It's a very important part of doing business. We'll get into it in a minute, but it is exhibit number one in a civil lawsuit. Okay, yeah, because they, they're instantly going to point the finger as to being, oh, you didn't have some procedure in place that would have prevented whatever it is they're accusing you of from happening. A long time ago, Barry and I did a video called Consistent Carry. Okay, in that video, we discussed how, why it's important to carry consistently. However you carry, you carry the same way. You know, you get used to wearing your holster in the same location, uh, carrying the same gun, uh, wearing your belt in the same way, you know, and clearing, clearing your jacket or clearing your shirt in the same way. So cons consistent carry is an SOP, having an SOP for life, right? What do you do? We all are creatures of habit. We get up and we do things. You know, you, you have a routine that you follow. That's essentially an SOP. You put your shoes on, you, you know, whatever, put your pants on and you put on all your stuff you're going to wear for the day, grab your phone, you grab your keys, your wallet. It is, a, it is a procedure that you follow every day. When, when we're discussing SOPs in the light of a firearms business or in light of, let's just say, something within the, the pillars of the 2A community in the business perspective, uh, it's a little more broad. It involves definitely a little more than just putting your keys in your pocket. But the, the basic premise is essentially the same. Having a plan and having a procedure that you follow to make sure that you have that you show due diligence is the most important aspect yep, of that. Yep. Show commitment, right? So these SOPs from a business standpoint, they're designed to, uh, to be compliant. So we'll have SOPs that relate to, if you're a retailer, that relate to how to um, complete 4473s, 
what to do with a multiple sale, um, all those kinds of things, A&D entries, stuff like that. We have SOPs that apply to each of those obligations, and what they're designed to do is to, uh, we give you, it's like a handbook or a Bible that you can follow that says, here's what you do all day, every day, every time you do one of these transactions. Sure. And the idea is, is two or three years down the road after you've opened for business and ATF comes and does a, a compliance inspection and you've been following your SOPs, they're not going to find many, if any, violations. That's the goal. Absolutely. You know, we've discussed in a few previous videos, and in fact, I'm just going to mention right now, if you haven't, make sure you check out some of the previous videos that Clay and I have cut uh, related to these topics. They're great talking points and uh, can really point you in the right direction on a lot of this stuff. But we did discuss in another video briefly, I'll elaborate on it again for those of you that probably didn't see that video, SOPs also relate to, let's say you start a new job and there's some employee handbook, right? And then they make you study it for two or three days and then you sign some document that says, okay, I so-and-so have read and certified, you know, that sort of thing where you're basically signing away that you have read and understood the policies within uh, this employee handbook. Well, all an employee handbook is, is that company's way of covering their butts and having a standard operating procedure in place for a variety of different tasks that you're expected to perform so that when you you do and you will eventually screw up, they can go, oh, but but this person signed this document saying that they did it, we did our due diligence, we did our part to ensure that our employees were properly trained, and they certified that they understood. So it shows a commitment to due diligence. That's sort of the issue there. Absolutely. And I mean, it shows responsibility. And I, I mean, I know that sometimes the attitude about these things might be a little bit more relaxed than it should be, whether from the employee's perspective or, or whatever. But, you know, we encourage our clients to understand the importance of a sincere commitment to these SOPs um, because what it what it, I think everybody everybody agrees so I gotta kind of back up for a minute sure and realize that as a firearms licensee um, you're the first line of defense from a law enforcement perspective I mean that's what you are and I think all of us who are in this world would agree that we don't want a firearm to be in the wrong hands we don't want a crime to happen because a firearm got into the wrong hands so these compliance obligations are designed to prevent that and so I think everybody wants to achieve that goal. It's reasonable. And so by adopting SOPs that are compliance-driven, you're demonstrating to the world, to ATF, to your employees, to yourself, to everybody, that you are sincerely committed to doing things the right way. And one of the things, you know, it's a great tool uh, in a lawsuit. And, and I'll give you an example. Um, let's say there's a negligent suit that's been filed by one of the political organizations like the Brady Center and you're a retailer and they say, you know what, your employee was negligent in selling that firearm to that purchaser. Even though the purchaser passed the NICS check, even though the 4473 was filled out correctly, even though you had no compliance reason to deny the sale, you knew or should have known there was an issue. And uh, when you have SOPs that, that um, might contain something like this, if you feel uncomfortable selling a firearm to any customer, don't do it. If you have that SOP in your SOPs and you're giving a deposition in a lawsuit and you show that to the plaintiff's attorney, um, it's, it's pretty hard for them to argue that your employees aren't given the discretion to use their judgment not to sell a firearm to somebody.
Well, at which case, Dave could rightly even just say, oh, well, why didn't you exercise discretion? So just because the discretion didn't line up with what they thought it should be, does that mean that, that discretion is all of a sudden incorrect? No, if the person passed the background check... Uh, the the yeah. point of all that is, is that there was no reason to deny the sale. The, the, illegally, it was okay. And from a discretionary standpoint, you know, we give our employees the ability to not sell a gun if they don't feel comfortable. The employee didn't feel uncomfortable. There was no reason that the employee knew or should have known not to make this sale. So that's an effective tool also in a civil lawsuit. And we've had a lot of those over the years, and, and it's been an effective tool. The moral of the story, guys, is make sure you have an SOP, both in life and in the professional world. I mean, the SOP, the idea of an SOP, is not necessarily just a 2A thing or just a pro-gun or anti-gun or any, any facet of that. Even outside of that, every single business, especially large businesses, have SOPs for a wide variety of different things. So we thought we would, you know, kind of touch on this subject I thought it was a great subject, and I've never really thought about it in that way in terms of the SOPs that we establish for ourselves in our everyday lives. We, we have standards, right? People have standards for the way they do things every day, and that goes back to the whole thing of you know, not, get, not accidentally carrying a gun through uh, you know, the, the security checkpoint, the airport. It's not that you mean anything malicious by it. You're not intending to do something wrong, but sometimes you get caught with your pants down because you don't have proper planning in place, you don't have an SOP, you don't have something that will prevent that thing from happening to you, even though it's not malicious. You don't intend to do it. It's just an honest, what we, I guess you would call an honest mistake, but it still has consequences. And those consequences can be avoided if you just simply come up with a bit of a plan. So I think that's, that's a great talking point. Is there anything else that uh, we've left off we need to discuss, or is that pretty much in a nutshell? That's pretty much it. SOPs breed good habits, and good habits breed compliance and lack of problems. That's right. If you guys have a uh, question about SOPs, or if you, let's just say you're a business and you have questions about this, or if you're an individual who wants some help in certain aspects, uh, give them a call over at Munitions Law Group. They're great people. Derek, Clay, the whole team over there, they're great people. They know their stuff. They will make sure that you're pointed in the right direction. Uh, guys, we hope you enjoy these videos. If you have any questions or comments, be sure to leave them in the comment section below. We will do our best to maybe compile a few of those questions. And one day when Clay has some time, when he's not out chasing ambulances and stuff, That's right. we'll have him come by. Or maybe we'll, we'll get like a little ambulance to you know, lead him here or whatever. But we'll get Clay... <laughs> I have to, I have to we bust We should put chops. one right here. Yeah, you know what? We'll do that. I have to bust his chops a little bit. But maybe one day we'll have Clay come back and we'll discuss uh, you know, a couple of your questions and maybe dive into a few things and help some of you out. But if you have any questions, get with them. They're great people. And we'll have more of these videos on the way with Clay and I. We hope you're enjoying them. Make sure you go back and refer to some of the older content we've put out with Clay if you want to see some of the other subjects that we've covered. And also make sure you go over to the Munitions Law Group YouTube channel and subscribe to them. They're great people over there. Derek is an awesome dude. You'll see the big red beard. You can't miss him. Make sure you subscribe to Munitions Law Group. Lots of good information over there on that page related to the legal world of guns. So make sure you check that out. And Clay, thank you for being here today. Thanks, Eric. All right, pal. Appreciate it. See you guys soon. Thank you very much for watching today's video. Many more on the way. We appreciate all of your support and your viewership. Have a good one. See you next time.